1: barangaroo studios the ausbiz cov
0: is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance well welcome to the cov it's brought to you by capstream the global absolute return fixed income specialist today is friday the 19th of june i'm jemma acton and i'm joined by david scott or scotty to many of you Well, we had quite an exciting end to the day on the equity markets. It was all looking rather boring and positive around lunchtime. And then things certainly took a turn for the worse.
1: Yes, it's uh, the nearly there index. It uh, had another crack at 6,000 today and just couldn't get there. And then fell back, threatened to go negative. But uh, we finally got there in the end. Um, It just is endemic of what's been going on recently. We're stuck in this trading range. Uh, We've obviously had a a massive repricing of what's going on in the global economy. Lots of hopes for V-shaped recovery and the like. Uh, But obviously countering that, there's a lot of threats. Uh, including geopolitical as we found out earlier today here in australia uh, and obviously the uh, the big one overwhelmingly is i uh, know what's going on with the coronavirus case count in blacks of brazil and the united states
0: in terms of industries that dragged the index down by the end of the day though banks and the financial sector was very much to blame
1: yeah, it's um the banks is a big play on the uh, the cyclical side of things and a few other markets i've been watching to see like know what's been going on the aussie dollar has been Unable to go and push higher as well. I've also seen things like uh, the shape of the yield curve globally have flattened. Uh, That tells me that there's a bit of concern growing again about the uh, the shape of the economic recovery. Uh, Generally, when you see a flattening of the yield curve, it tells you that uh, people are getting a bit pessimistic about the outlook for both GDP and inflation.
0: And also, um, how valued or overvalued, rather, equities could very well be. Remember the Bank of America Merrill Lynch survey from early this week that suggested uh, fund managers haven't felt so unsure about the valuation of equity since back in the 1990s. So, as people keep saying, the most hated bear rally in history.
1: If it is a bear market, bear market rally for the time being, but we'll, uh, who knows, it could be, uh, could morph into the next bull market.
0: Now, in terms of other sectors that have been interesting this week, travel stocks have been fascinating to watch. They've either been at the top of the leaderboard or the very bottom. Uh, whenever there's a, a burst of good news, they certainly sail to the top and then fade equally quickly when there is uh, some less positive news.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of uncertainty out there, particularly when it comes to the international border. Um but I must say, like, I'm getting sick of a lot of people who are saying that it's the, uh, the end of the domestic tourism sector. Uh, I beg to differ. Uh, I've got a couple of reasons why. Um, we already like to go on holiday. We know that when we go on holiday abroad, more of us go overseas than people who actually come here. When we go overseas, we spend more than the people who come here. Uh, yes, there's lots of uncertainty about what's going on with the international border. We don't know when it's going to reopen. What we do know, however, is that it's likely that we can't go anywhere. So in that case, it really comes down to the industry to go and pitch to Australians, rather than international guests, here's why you should come and go and see these uh, this great country vows. Now, as we've been talking about a little bit today, there's some beautiful spots that you know, a lot of people have not had the opportunity to go to. This is the perfect opportunity. So to me, I'm, uh, I'm a bit miffed as to why people think it's such a bad outlook yes i know the economy is not doing well uh i know there's lots of risks abound but realistically if you try and go and book into anywhere at the moment like a, like from a retail perspective go get a restaurant stuff like that there's lots of people who are keen to get out there i see no difference for the tourism sector
0: well the big the big question is of course whether this is a short sharp boost certainly when i was out and about in the last couple of days it's been very hard to just pop into a restaurant there Packed to the rafters within the limits of the social distancing requirements at the moment. I think the the problem though is, does this fade? Is there a burst of enthusiasm to be released from our uh, houses, and then that pent up demand is is satisfied, uh, and it, it runs out of steam quite early.
1: Well, it's clearly a risk, but I uh, counter that. You know, I think there's other things you've got to go. Uh, and look at, uh, one thing that we need to go and definitely have at this point in time is, yes, there are still active cases of coronavirus in Australia. We all freely admit that. But the one thing crucial in this whole argument, not only for the tourism sector, but for the broader economy to me, is we've got to go and get the safe borders open. Uh, It's time to go and do it now. No more faffing around. It's time to go and do it. Uh, The health risks obviously were much greater When these decisions were made in the first place, now that they've lessened, it's time to go and become one nation as a whole again.
0: It certainly does seem that some of the rules uh, applied are somewhat arbitrary. And certainly I have a lot of sympathy for anyone trying to make policy on the fly as information Mm. continues to change and lives and livelihoods are both at stake. Um, But certainly I can imagine the frustration of some businesses whose activity has been thwarted. And let's talk about briefly one of the top news items today, which is retail sales, up an astonishing 16%. Um, certainly beating forecasts there, but it's very difficult to gauge really what's going on in that sector at the moment.
1: Yes, it's a uh, big beat. Uh, I think the consensus forecast was for, uh, for 5.5%. Obviously, there was a big dispersion in, in views, but uh, a record increase in sales following a record decline. Uh, unsurprisingly, it was driven by uh, discretionary areas. I must admit, I also contributed to that. I went and got some new threads uh, you know, when I was out and about in uh, oh, Well in done, so supporting. I, I can I assure can everyone, though, that my spending was not responsible for the, uh, the entire increase.
0: Um, we actually had the chance to talk earlier to the chief executive of the Australian Retailers Association, Paul Zara, that interview, which was very illuminating about uh, how the industry has adapted to the problems that's thrown at it and what long term changes COVID has prompted uh, is on our app. So please take a look at that. Uh, let's ha- also look at the stock of the day. Well, with all that spending going on, people had to pay for it somehow, and uh, we know that the last couple of years, credit card accounts and balances have been declining. Some of that replaced by buy now, pay later. It's been uh, all the rage recently, and one particular stock uh, gained a lot of attention is Splitit.
1: Yes, they uh, came on. The CEO was on the program yesterday, uh, giving an update after the uh, the company announced a partnership deal with Mastercard. Uh, a cool over 100% gain in the session uh, and followed seats. So obviously there's a lot of excitement and a lot of interest in that particular stock at the moment.
0: Yeah. So even a, it even bounced today, which was uh, quite, quite impressive, but uh, let's see what some analysts had to say about it after that enormous jump. We uh, first asked June Bailey from Tribeca who uh, gave us her thoughts. Now that they sign up with pretty much all the big credit cards, um, you know here in Australia, yeah. um, it does mean that um, it is a you know it's it's been going very well. It's a very viable option um, as additional payment option for um, for consumer. So um, you know obviously uh, share price has gone up a lot. Um, yeah. Earnings has gone up. You know there's been upgrades on the back of that, um, and um, you know but it does make this stock the most expensive on every metric across that whole buy now pay later space. Um, but oh. I think what investors now is paying for a huge amount of future earnings um, and right. potential so um, and if you look at relative to the current earnings or current expectations earning over the next 12 months mm-hmm. it's far more expensive than any of the other um, guys
1: yeah, look, I think it was a good announcement and, and the headline read well. So that's probably yeah, yeah. what the market <laughs> captured yesterday. And we did a couple of, I did a couple of trades yesterday at $0.88 cents and we're out at sort of a dollar ten, you know, that kind right. of thing. So we made a bit of money in the intraday trade uh, that happened. So um, I think, you know, with this one and, and the whole buy now, pay later sector, it's it's very uh, loved at the moment. It, yep. is, it is the golden child of the ASX and right. it could continue uh, for for a long time, however. If we do have a little bit of a bump in the road, and obviously if Afterpay don't get the numbers that they want, or those uh, the, the customers and merchant numbers and those kinds of things, potentially that will take a bit of the shine off the sector and yeah. you will see all things starting to move down. So um, I'd be cautious here. <laughs>
0: That was Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners and June Bailey from Tribeca discussing our stock of the day, Split It. Uh, we are heading into the weekend and uh, I'm sure you would all like to get out there and uh, go to some restaurants um, as we, we spoke to Rockpool chef Neil Perry earlier on, who was encouraging us to, to get out there amongst it. But uh, before we leave you, Scotty, tell us, what have you got your eye on for the week ahead?
1: Well, apart from the, uh, the crowd of people I can see outside the studio here <laughs> having some drinks, uh, no, week ahead, it's very hard to go past what's going on with the virus count in the United States. So uh, obviously, that seems to be the biggest threat at this stage when it comes to the market side of things. Uh, obviously, if you start getting a, a much greater increase in exponential growth there, the risk of potentially shutdowns, people doing it voluntarily, isolating Obviously, that doesn't lend itself to economic growth. It will not lend itself to a V-shaped recovery. Uh, So that will be the key thing. Obviously, we've got a lot of economic numbers coming out as well. But what it comes down to is real-time information. At the moment, we're concerned about the health side of things. So coronavirus count.
0: Well, a lot on for the week ahead then. So wish everybody a wonderful weekend. Um, Very restful before we dive into next week. That's it for today. Thanks again to CapStream. Get more info in your episode notes or visit capstream.com. Have a wonderful weekend.